0: Wait, did you hear? <gasps> no. We're diving into the juiciest celebrity profiles of all time. I'm Beatrice Hazelhurst and I'm Ivana Ryder. This, this is Uncover Girl. Girl.
1: Body image issues have hit me like a a ton of bricks again. No. It's always – the summer season comes to fruition. In Mm. our case, we had two months of just gray. And then as soon as the sunshine slapped, I was like, oh, shit. I'm I'm right back in there. I'm Uh. in the vortex once again. But it did kind of get me thinking because I've seen a resurgence in Obvious Face Tune recently. It's probably, I think, my – most regressive view is that I think that it shouldn't exist.
0: No, I think it shouldn't exist either. I think it's bad for, I think it's bad for the world. Which feels like, it feels so contrarian
1: of me because I am really pro like plastic surgery and like tweakments.
0: Uh, oh my I, God, I've never heard that. Tweakments. 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 Wow.
1: Yeah. No, I'm very, I'm very pro all of that stuff. I'm very like, what, what makes sense for you and your body and makes you feel good in your body, like go for it. Like it's not for anyone else to decide on, like, lean in. I do like, I must admit, I do like plastic surgery transparency. I'm very pro yeah. that. I think
0: especially for the people that are famous. Yes. Because when, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, we'll get into this, I think, later this season, but I remember that Allure cover story where Kim Kardashian was asked, like, what she gets done. Yes. And she was like, sorry to tell ya, just a little bit of Botox between the eyes. And oh it's like, God. are you joking? There are so
1: many ways she could have kind of avoided that question, Or said like, you know, look, I'm not gonna split hairs here and tell you every single treatment or every single thing I've undergone or, but I have had some stuff done. I'm aging in the public eye. It's important for me to, to keep up my appearance. Yes. Yes keep up what? with the kardashians i know <laughs> you gotta keep it up i know and we haven't actually got to that part of the season but did you see the the tease of of kylie being like we really need to evaluate the beauty standards"? yes yeah i know i wonder how that's gonna play out that conversation
0: i agree i feel like it's probably just gonna be that one conversation they're gonna be like we should really be more careful beginning middle and end of that story
1: but anyway that's all we say. <laughs> all so to say, I'm I'm very, like, pro. Like, I, I I really am. The Facetune thing, I think, scares me mm-hmm. because it is so difficult to detect for so many people. And I cannot detect it at all. Yeah. You, I have zero sense at all. You sent me a Kindle Jenner pick of the hand. <laughs> yeah. And it was, like, a very stretched out hand that was obvious Facetune if you zoomed in. But I, honestly, consuming that image mid feed on the scroll would never have noticed (gasps) would never have noticed and that was my
0: one catch I felt like a detective I was like hold on this (laughs) is twice this twice the length of a normal hand
1: (laughs) Salad fingers yeah (laughs) I was like wait (laughs) no that's so true and so I think plastic surgery sure like if you can afford it do it if you feel like you need it go for it but the the face tune the face tuning thing I think it should just be an even playing field. I think if there's a crumb on your shirt and it's bugging you, I get it, but just you got to let it go. I think like if your arm is smushed against your torso and it's looking a little bit bigger than usual, f- find another photo that you're comfortable I, with. I just
0: also think like every everybody's arm when you smush it against the body looks a little bigger because we're like little fleshy sacks. Like when you touch us, we move. When you squish us, we squash. Like it's there. There's no choice in the matter. And I think that we can all understand that you are a hot bitch. Even if you take photos only with both of your arms, just smushed into your body. It's like your arms look bigger and I can, like let the imagination work yes of like i can only imagine what she looks like in the you know early 2000s like hands on the hip pose and
1: i feel so incredibly privileged to be moved i mean this is i totally understand this feels like a very like los angeles conversation like we're really in the thick of it here (laughs) but my god i feel so privileged to have attended these parties and seen these influences and people in real life and being like whoa, like actually have that come to Jesus shock moment of yeah. like, oh my God, you you are obviously incredibly pretty, but you actually look like a human in a way yes. that you don't online. And I, I remember my first experience with that was actually in New York at like a Grammys party or something like that. And I was with a friend of mine and he pointed to this girl and was like, wow, that girl looks like the dollar store version of insert influencer hair. And I just turned to him and I was like, that is, insert influencer here. And oh. he was like, no, 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 like surely not. I've also had experiences, I've told you about this, where I had like a friend who who
0: like photoshopped me in her own photos. I've never been facetuned. I'd be so curious. But I feel like it would do something bad to my brain if I saw myself facetuned.
1: Yeah, that's I think the new big plastic surgery trend that um that doctors say is that people bring in face tuned versions of themselves (gasps) whereas they used to be like i want jennifer aniston's nose or i want angelina Jolie's lips and hold up a photo now it's like i want this can you create well
0: whenever i do the tiktok filters that are like see how you look with lip fillers i look (laughs) like someone who has come down to earth from another planet just like psychotically bad totally i don't know how anyone looks normal with them anyone i've ever tried like even as a joke like i i will just try them to be like okay let's see no bad bad i could never bring that in as evidence of like make me look like this when friends have photoshopped me
1: my arms were very noodly. like i saw like i saw the photo and i was like wait 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 there's no way i look like that and i think To be fair, in this one friend's case, I think she was truly looking out for me because she loved the photo of her (laughs) and it probably just like wasn't as good of me. And she was like, okay, well, I want to post it, but I want to make sure she's happy. But it was such a bizarre feeling to not have done it yourself and know that
0: it's like something has been altered. Yeah. But you can't put your finger on quite what it is. You're like, I don't look like that. To no one's body. Yeah. To no one's body intimately. I remember it was a big thing, I feel like, in the era that we grew up. I don't know if you experienced this, where there was, like, always advice to look at yourself naked. The Pam Anderson quote. What? Do you remember the Pam Anderson quote? No, I don't. It was either Pam
1: Anderson or Carmen Electra, like, one of these 2000s raunch sex symbols. She said, this is how I know how to lose weight. (gasps) I look in the mirror and jump up and down and see what jiggles. Stop. And the way that like
0: really burned oh, into my, my brain. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. For oh, my
1: years. God. Whoa. You are much more far along in terms of <sighs> self-love and body acceptance and body neutrality. I feel like you are truly body neutral in a way that I admire and
0: envy. I, I would do like full like self-love little like moments with myself in the mirror where I would be like, you are <laughs> you beautiful. You gorgeous girl. You are beautiful as you are. Yeah. Like not a not a square inch of you needs to change. And how did you learn that? I really don't know because it's not at all <laughs> the culture I was raised no, in. No, you're
1: from Orange County.
0: Yeah, I'm from Orange County and Eastern European women are really, really intense. Like it is and like famously beautiful. Famously beautiful. And also like all of my family when I would like go back home or see my grandma, the for the first thing that everyone says about you when they mm. see you, it's not like hi, love you, miss you. Hi, you've gained weight. You've gained weight. Oh my god look at that little tom or how you've lost weight you're looking way too skinny and it mm. is like one or the other and, and there's remember- no winning no there's really no winning it's like skinny they're like we gotta feed you you're looking gaunt and i'm afraid and then fat it's sort of like uh-oh, uh-oh <laughs> little piggy's gone to the trough too many times yeah um- i remember looking at my little stomach rolls and just being like No, I love them. How do you feel about comments on your body
1: in general? If someone was to say to you, you look, you've lost weight or you look amazing.
0: I, I don't think that we should ever say that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To anyone. I think that we should just not, in terms of like the body neutrality, the times that my dearest friends looking back that I've seen them and noticed that they've lost a lot of weight and are looking like, through society's eyes very hot is usually because they are going through grief or something incredibly (laughs) traumatic has just happened to them and they've lost the ability to eat for, like, months at a time. And so in that way, I think that when we see someone and we notice that they've lost a lot of weight, usually, especially if it's in a short period of time – it is not uh, because of anything good. It's often because of it could be of any number of reasons. This feeds really well into my inspiration, I must say. Oh my god, go! Last yeah. week was the week of money. This
1: week for me has been a real week of romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Now this always happens. Like in spring, there are like a slew of breakups, or there's something you know, people kind of come yeah. to in the summer, like single girl, hot girl vibes. But a friend of mine, um, I went through like a, a breakup last week, and truly was like like I haven't eaten since Tuesday. There it is. There it is. But I have just had like a slew of run-ins with women who are incredible, like who are catches across the board and have just had the worst relationship sagas unfold it's always the best
0: women in the world
1: exactly and um in this case my friend had basically just hard launched her boyfriend and met his family and he had met hers and then she found out like he had been seeing someone else for the course of their relationship which no. was in its no. early, yeah and it was in its infancy like it was three months in but still it was like totally heartbreaking she just posted him he's kind of trying to win her back and i think what's particularly hard for her is that she is from a family of three girls and mm, all this, I know that yep <laughs> and the two and she's the oldest and two younger sisters and the sisters are like they want his head on a stick you know as do the 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 parents oh yeah and she's like well hang on a minute like i actually have to get through this and work out what's best for me and what she's decided is best for her which I think is such an incredibly mature and considered way forward is that she's like okay I'm going to ask him to prove himself to me as a friend and if he is able to do that then amazing we can revisit re-evaluate if not bye I'm single I've moved on and I was like I completely I completely understand that like it has to be at your own pace and when something like this happens it's such a shock and it's not on your terms it's like someone else closing down your relationship without your consent and you're kind of like whoa it's total whiplash I really I really understood her perspective and everyone's like drop him you know fuck that guy I think I just also really related to this disentangling and finding your way out of this dark situation. But then also, I was out last night. I meet this girl for the very first time, intro- introduced by a mutual oh my God, you friend. You were out
0: last night. Last night. Monday a night. On Monday night. Oh my I God. God. I I didn't didn't very offhand for me. That. I know. Well, you, but you said your party girl era.
1: Oh, if party, party girl era. Yeah. Oh my God. But no, this met this girl, introduced by a mutual friend very quick kind of hello like how are you oh where do you live oh amazing and then it's straight into I just broke up with my boyfriend or my boyfriend just broke up with me I was like, whoa, this is this is straight off the bat, because we have been talking for, I want to say, like a minute and a half, <laughs> and now we're already
0: here. Uh, I love when that happens.
1: Oh <laughs> I totally love when that happens. But it was not just like, oh my God, sorry, I'm going through a breakup, so it's a little bit like higgledy-piggledy. Yeah. It was the <laughs> innermost details and inner workings of their relationship, like oh, yeah. couldn't get it together and living with his parents. And <gasps> I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And like, we would go to weddings together, and I... I would go do my thing and he felt like I was ignoring him and I I just kind of came home and saw Chris and was like, I'm so grateful to be in a (laughs) boring, (laughs) just like a a stable partnership in in that way where sometimes I'm like, oh my God, where's the chaos? Where's the drama? Like, and then I pull
0: myself back in and I'm like, like, no, don't need that. You
1: don't need that.
0: You are great. And often it's actually just fight or flight. We like mistake anxiety for excitement. For sure, a it's lot the, the whole of the butterflies yeah. theory, right? Yes. When you have butterflies, you actually have anxiety about the yeah. possible like, red
1: flags. Yeah, popular, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which brings me to, so that, that's the inspiration is that I've come off the back of these conversations and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I, I am inspired by a kind of a boring ticking along partnership.
0: No, I feel like my inspiration is also rooted in gratitude to start with The face tune really resonates with me because mine is all about the body. I am feeling gratitude for the body because I am getting over COVID. I don't have it right now. I'm not actively giving it to Beatrice live on the pod. I would take it. It would be worth it. I know you you all, but we're like, it's fine. (laughs) I just mere days ago was rotting in the bed. Oh (laughs) my God. It was so bad. And it was... So bad because I... You were the third person, by the way, who had COVID that I know last week. Really? Number three. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, so it was out. It, it was out in was about. everyone at The Friend on Friday because that's <laughs> definitely where I got it. Which is just a, a fun little dancing spot in Silver Lake for those <laughs> not in Los Angeles. COVID hits me very hard. Mm-hmm. I mean... No surprises because it's a brutal virus. And I had an aura with migraines. Like I would had like basically nonstop migraines with auras, which I don't know if anyone here has ever gotten an aura before. But it basically is like a hallucination out of the corner of your eye where you're like seeing kaleidoscope colors and oh my God. like takes it's over like your vision. Shrines. Yeah. And I couldn't watch anything because it was physically painful to have my eyes open. So I just sat in a dark room with all the curtains drawn and thought, what did you think? Oh, what didn't I think? What didn't I think? I really went down a rabbit hole, which leads me to my inspiration, which I have not actually said yet, which is my acupuncturist, Dr. Lee, who I saw this morning. And he's just the kindest man that I've ever known in my entire life. And I am feeling a lot better today after seeing him. This happens all the time when you're sick, where it's like you've Don't understand the gratitude of, like, a working, functioning body until you lose it. it's the
1: whole thing about think about how easily you're breathing through your nose and, like, remember that moment.
0: Bring that to mind Yeah, because I went in a, a, like, tired, sad mess. I fell asleep against my own will yesterday. No. I, I just, like, have needed, like, 17 hours of sleep, and I feel right now as we're sitting here, like, the first moments of regulation, and I wanted to show you live on the pod how hectic my back looks right now oh my gosh show me i'm gonna reveal and you am okay. <laughs> ready so, is it like cupping yeah. i'm so
1: no oh my god okay wait oh she's turning around <gasps> oh my god can you believe is that acupuncture is that
0: cupping It's cupping oh my god it's literal, literal polka dots i know and they're dark because there was a lot of stagnation a lot of stagnation of the blood whoa i know yeah, it was viscerally painful, this acupuncture session. But so, yeah, my inspiration is Dr. Lee and, I don't know, embracing pain. Uh, this could not be all more aligned with the profile we're getting into today. Oh, my God. We
1: are diving straight into body autonomy. Yeah. Women's bodies in general. Oh, my God, you're right. How they're presented, how they're perceived by the public. Mm-hmm. This is a real moment in time. Uh, for those of you that... I've been following pop culture. You may have seen a real resurgence of the one, the only Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. She is back with a new R rated comedy. Which no Beatrice seen. Yeah. I saw it opening okay, weekend. Review. <laughs> go, 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 go. Honestly, good, good writing, super fun, funny. I struggled with the, the like male actor a little bit. He was very
0: like a musical theater kid, but <laughs> I saw some junket interviews between the two of them as I was like prepping for this. Episode and he reveals that he was 10 years old when the first Hunger Games came out. And Jennifer is like, not okay with that. (laughs) She was like, Oh, no, no,
1: (laughs) that I mean, that has been a big point of contention within the movie is that is this grooming i mean obviously yeah. <laughs> he's an adult he's 19 okay in the in the script and how old
0: is she she's
1: 32 her real age oh wow yeah. but the age gap is constantly addressed throughout the movie but it was a big point leading up to it that critics were like um <laughs> if this was like a 32 year old man and a 19 year old girl would we be like as okay no with we this? wouldn't of course not yeah there is a full nude scene in the movie so again like going back to the the body and this is extremely applicable to what we're going to get into today with this profile but jennifer lawrence is fully nude in a way that is not at all sexualized very (laughs) very comedic she's in a full like fist fight like naked and it's so shocking to see the the body moving that way and i don't know chris and i just looked at each other Again, we're just coming off the back of
0: Miranda in the oh my god, in the flotation tank, and then just like that, which that is the spa that you and I went to to celebrate your birthday this year. Yes, <laughs> which is just too close to home. I know, I
1: know. But you know, you know, you do see vagina, and it's the same in this movie. You do see like flashes of of the uh, the pubis, the wow. mom's pubis, and Chris and I were just like. I don't know if it's totally necessary. Like in the same way that I'm like, I I see a penis on television. I just don't know if I needed to see it. Is it really that additive?
0: It um, is a shock. I remember in Wolf of Wall Street, the Jonah Hill penis. Um, the Jonah Hill penis. Yeah, which was, not, full, which was a prosthetic. Yeah. And yeah. then a full naked
1: like Margot Robbie as well. Oh
0: my God. Yeah. yeah. That was a big, big That's, moment.
1: For Jennifer, it felt like... A reclamation. But this is a big reason why we selected this profile. Let's go. Vanity Fair 2014. The title is both Huntress and Prey. As the third and wildly popular Hunger Games movie hits theaters, Jennifer Lawrence has been dealing with the dark side of fame, a far more shocking invasion than the usual paparazzi onslaught. Talking for the first time about having her intimate private photos hacked and splash across the web, the 24-year-old star tells Sam Kashner about fear, anger, and the call to her dad. Mm. So right off the bat, we know this is about the fappening.
0: Oh, do you remember that? I I wanted to shock you. Oh my God, you shocked me! I was like, "Wait, you've made a mistake." I was like, "Take, roll the tape back."
1: (laughs) Uh, The Febroning, as it was known, um, also there was another name for it. Oh, Celeb Gate was the other side. Yes, which I I mean, coming off the Ocean Gate thing, Jesus Lord, Gate has been in the zeitgeist for a minute. Inadvisable to to name that submersible Ocean
0: Gate. I know. R.I.P. to those people.
1: But this was a really interesting time in pop culture i don't know if you remember the solange beyonce jay-z elevator fight in the elevator to the boom boom room i do have you been to the boom boom room by the way
0: no no I haven't Okay, that was, I have not
1: that was very much my first year in New York it's like 360 views of Manhattan yeah um, there's always
0: a Met after party
1: there yes yeah.
0: every single year yeah.
1: and so this was when all that went down over alleged infidelity this was also the year of weddings Kim and Kanye were married in Italy Brangelina also wed this year and George Clooney with Amal oh
0: wow yeah oh my what, god that's so big
1: and also the year of death oh wait <laughs> i <I'm> have also <laughs>
0: was too quick. You do not let us rest. Um okay, mine was just an aside in which I you just uh, revealed to me was a lost line in the last episode of uh, the Kardashians that I didn't understand where Kim and Courtney are having conflict right now because Kim does this Dolce & Gabbana fashion, runway show, show. fashion show too close to Courtney's wedding, which was like outfitted all by Dolce & Gabbana. And she makes a comment where she's like, how dare you? Like, I stole your wedding. Look, like you stole my wedding country. And I was like, oh, wow. Like was Kim.
1: Oh, can you
0: believe her being like, I got married in Italy 10 years ago. You stole the country. I
1: watched that episode and heard that line and didn't even click. I didn't.
0: Uh, yeah, I was confused
1: wow but it all just
0: came rushing back here but we as i say also the year of deaths okay joan rivers oh robin williams i've met joan rivers no she was a huge advocate in the um rescue the animal rescue community and i, I did that. all these um like nonprofit events with my mom doing like low-cost spay and neuters in la and joan rivers like came out to see us and was like thank you for your work how and was, I was she like thank you joan for <laughs> your work she was lovely she was a joy I feel like the people who are the
1: least empathetic, or should I say sympathetic, towards other humans, are the nicest towards animals. Oh my god! Why is that such a correlation? No, it's true. It's often true. Philip Seymour Hoffman also oh, died. Yeah. Uh, who was actually a former co-star of Jennifer Lawrence? So this 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 crops up. Taylor Swift dropped 1989, a huge pop. <laughs> stop, stop.
0: Taylor Swift died this year. For sure. <laughs> don't you didn't give any and you ju- you, <laughs> and list- no you listed joan rivers philip seymour hoffman the next <laughs> name out of your mouth is taylor swift taylor swift dropped 1989 and then gwyneth
1: paltrow and chris martin consciously uncoupled this year uh, an iconic moment an iconic moment also as you're gonna find out very relevant to jennifer lawrence Oh, time will only tell oh. and then of course the fappening aka celeb gate where nearly 500 photos were stolen from various celebrities iClouds including Kate Upton, Kirsten Dunst, Kaylee Cuoco nudes were basically splattered across 4chan and Tumblr and then posted by Perez Hilton do you I was curious if you remember slash I did you do. look at them I did not. I did. Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Before
0: I was like more aware
1: of the cultural significance of of that.
0: No, I, I completely understand. And I remember thinking that I didn't trust the iCloud then, and I don't trust the iCloud now. (laughs) And so I never update it, and that's why I have big, big problems using my cell phone and using my computer all the time. This is such
1: a deep-cut research moment that I pulled, but Rihanna also got hacked in 2009 and had her nude photos stolen, much like Kristen Stewart and Vanessa Hudgens. There were so many. But her quote at the time, she goes, if you don't send your boyfriend naked pictures, then I feel bad for them. I mean, has true words oh, ever been spoken? wow. I know.
0: The peace. The peace, the profundity. The, yeah, the acceptance, the... The gravitas. Yeah, it's all there. It's all there. <laughs> and in 2009, in 2009, to be there. Yeah. That is someone that loves themselves. I really do love her and admire her and wish her nothing but the best. Oh. If a huge Rihanna Gate... Was to emerge It would be shocking
1: But much like Sean Mendes My intrinsic trust in her Would mean that I am instantly on her side There's not Wait, much yeah, that she could so do
0: right. There's nothing she could do It's like no she didn't If she was wrong. like a burn Like
1: gather all the redheads and burn them <laughs> yeah. I think I would be like Put me on the stake mama Yeah
0: Let's <laughs> turn on <laughs> the grill You probably know something I
1: don't know Dows me in gasoline I am ready to smoke <laughs> 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 But at this moment in time, Jennifer Lawrence is 24. She's a Leo. No surprises there. Oh my God. She looks like one. She looks like a Leo. She's turning 33 this year, which I found interesting because... Everyone is, is
0: 33.
1: Everyone is 33. Taylor Swift, The Weeknd, my sister, who I keep bringing up. <laughs> but they were all born in like 1999, 1990. So they're all like 33, like currently. Yeah. She was born and raised in Kentucky. She had two older brothers and basically was like the first girl I think in a long line of boys born into the Lawrence family and her mom allegedly raised her to be like tough like her brothers and wouldn't let her play with other girls in preschool because she was too rough with the little girls oh her peers oh no is that not like you are like a you're like an abused dog (laughs) yeah you don't get to like hang out with anyone she was 14 and on a family vacation in new york when she was like scouted for the first time read for a couple of roles the agents were like you are such a talent this is the best thing we've ever experienced and then her mom was like they're lying to you come back to kentucky Her mother was, like, not keen on her pursuing acting. But she would go on to drop out of high school at 14 and basically pursue acting full-time after that moment on. Uh, She was the youngest woman ever to be nominated for Best Actress three times. She eventually won for Silver Lighting's Playbook in 2013. Mm -hmm. And in 2012, Rolling Stone called her the most talented young actress in America. This was just such an interesting time because... Obviously, the nude hack happened this year, and it was truly the peak of her career. Catching Fire, the second Hunger Games movie, had just made like $850 million. It's still her highest-grossing movie to date. Whoa. And she was cast in Serena, which was coming the following year, like co-starring Bradley Cooper. Reviews were not good. Oh. Uh mm. 16% of Rotten Tomatoes in 2015. And that kind of signaled like the beginning of the end of this overwhelming popularity for Jen Lawrence. I'm like kind of going to skip ahead to the present a little bit, but over the next few years, she had a series of critical and commercial flops, which had to have been devastating because she a wasn't carrying these movies through the box office to make millions and millions mm-hmm. and also critics weren't loving it. So it was just like a series of bad movies. There was mother by Darren Aronofsky. Have you seen it? No, I haven't.
0: Oh my God. I hear it's, it's one of the most stressful movies I've ever been a part of. Like I was exclaiming in the theater. I saw it in theaters. Like gasping. Like, yeah. Going like, Oh no, like, Oh, like, Oh, cause the end is so painful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and the painful. whole thing's like
1: a metaphor for mother earth is that right like that's yeah. like yeah, climate change we, yeah it's some yeah So that was her boyfriend at the time. Um, And then she went on to put out the Russian spy movie, Red Sparrow, Mm -hmm. which also didn't do very well. Um, And then Don't Look Up in 2019, that Adam McKay movie. And she kind of came out of retirement a little bit just for that movie because she wanted to work with Adam McKay so badly. Mm -hmm. I think he did Anchorman. Well,
0: him and Will Will Ferrell have had like long time working relationship. Like Adam McKay, Will Ferrell, they did like Step Brothers. Yeah. Anchorman the big short That's was right. Adam McKay and like all the Talladega Nights. Yes. Like, all those kind of like he he ha ha movies. Yeah. So
1: she wanted to work with him for years. Did Don't Look Up and was paid 25 million. Julia wasn't, Roberts <laughs> yeah, money. <laughs> Julia, yeah. Julia Roberts money. <laughs> <laughs> Cha-ching. Um, but that wasn't well received. And so all of oh this basically culminated in this hiatus from the public eye
0: for about four years. Oh and my now God. Yeah. I really didn't Think about how close together all of this was.
1: Yes. It was back to back to back to back failures. And And then before that, back to back to back to back. Successes. If that doesn't like symbolize that just life is just peaks and valleys. I mean, what? What does really? Yeah. But this profile is written by Sam Kashner, who is an author of four nonfiction books. He's written extensively for Vanity Fair as a contributing editor and penned a large number of cover stories up to 2017. But his last cover story, which is so interesting, was featuring our former episode star Meghan Markle. And it caused a big stir because a biographer, a famed biographer, I guess, came out with a novel based on Meghan Markle's life and accused uh, Meghan of going after Vanity Fair for the headline, which was She's Just Wild About
0: Harry. I don't remember
1: that. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of drama. And it, and it reminded me of Vanessa Gregoriadis' biographical profile of her and her family as well, which uh-huh. allegedly she was also really not happy with. This biographer claims that Megan said to Sam Kashner, I like your stutter and was trying to kind of put him off. Oh, oh. And he published a letter to the editor in the Times being like, I found her exceptionally warm and gracious and admired her intelligence. And there was no mention of me stammering this was the last year or so that he really wrote big stories for Vanity fair which interesting. is interesting so it's 2014 he's meeting jennifer lawrence on the rooftop of a los angeles hotel
0: we have been there before oh
1: my god and he's waiting he's waiting for her he opens a profile. You wait for movie stars, but if it's Jennifer Lawrence, you don't mind. It's like waiting for a comet to come hurtling into view. She was due to arrive by the pool on the roof of Le Metage. I've never said it out loud. <laughs> Say no, it. you did an amazing job. Lermitage?
0: Yeah, I think that's right.
1: Lermitage Hotel in Beverly Hills. When she finally got there half an hour late, you couldn't help but notice how young and delicate she looked. Neither Hunger Games strong nor Silver Linings playbook sexy, but young. She even breathed young. And in fact, it was just before her 24th birthday day
0: so young okay can i ask you please how you feel about jennifer lawrence no i know
1: you have strong thoughts so i feel
0: like you should kick it off really yeah okay because i have to tell you <laughs> okay i've done some real soul searching here when tell me. you proposed this i said my my gut feeling i don't love her because i felt like a little bit of a i'm a guy's girl energy coming off of her mm-hmm. and as like, you a, a famous girl's girl that doesn't fly yeah it's pick me Oh, I just love a burrito. Like I'd never like salads. That's embarrassing. And I'm like,
1: give me I don't a know pizza in the video a video
0: game because I'm like, one. Have you ever had a gorgeous heirloom tomato burrata salad? Those can be really lovely. I don't. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> if I father and I went
1: shopping on Sunday. This has got to be the most in my convertible top down. Yeah. We drove
0: to West Hollywood. We parked. We realized we were in matching Gingham.
1: We were in in matching Gingham. We walk into the store. We try on like seven things. It's a literal movie montage. It really was. We purchase multiple garments. Gowns. Gowns. (laughs) From this like very expensive store. Like both of us were handing over our platinum Amex, which we can barely afford to pay the $700 fee for Mm -hmm. annually. Fingers shaking. Then we shared a little burrata heirloom salad. <laughs> and the waitress said, love your outfits, girls. And we were like, thank you. Thanks. Like, we have That's to, so true. As a PSA, we have to share that we're coming off the back of the girliest day ever. I know.
0: Transparency is yes. key. Yeah. And so that was my initial thought. is like, I've never liked the whole like, well, why don't we all just burp about it? Um, because <laughs> I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I burp, but I'm not making it an identity of mine. But then I realized okay. I got to the root of this. What is it? What it was is... Jealousy, because I remember her rise. I went back and I like read her whole biography, and I was like, okay, Winter's Bone. Do you remember Winter's Bone? I didn't ever saw it. Okay, neither did I. Okay, (laughs) because I was too upset. Because in my mind, I felt like Winter's Bone. This is like, and this is so funny because this is something I never think about my former aspirations to act as a young as a young woman, Hmm. and I remember thinking. She was nominated for an Oscar for Winter's Bone. She like skinned a squirrel in the movie That's and it right. was like everyone was like she was electric. Like an incredible performance from a young, completely unknown actress. Yeah, and nominated for the Academy Award. I know. And to be plucked off the street like that classic like Yeah, no, it's a fairy tale origin story. It was a fairy tale origin story. And I saw Silver Linings Playbook. I saw American Hustle. I thought she was incredible in that. And I just remember between 2010 when she was in Winter's Bone and 2014 those are my high school years Yeah. oh my god I would give anything for like a meaty juicy part like that Mm. and that would be like the way to do it and she just like had this come up and so I realized that these feelings are tainted by the jealousy of a 14 year old me so I'm trying to have an open mind and I am coming into this with an open mind now because I do realize she's very charming and I do think she's funny she's a very dynamic host on a talk show and I think she could hold her own if she had one but all that to say, <laughs> I, lo- I love
1: that your jealousy is inspired by her talent. Yeah. Because I think I've definitely had female movie stars wherein I've been jealous by their parents. Totally. And she doesn't do that for me at all. Like I do not feel any type of way really about how she looks. Yeah. And that's such a like a nice liberating feeling. I think she's really funny. I think she's so yeah. quick And she dropped out of high school. I mean, she's not really well educated. I can't imagine. Well, she's not. She dropped out of high school at 14. She's like the first to admit it. Actually, there's a David Letterman interview with her where she's like, oh, my God, I'm sick all the time. Like, just look at me sideways and I get sick. And he goes, oh, do you have hypochondria as well? And she goes, what's that? I probably have it.
0: And she really
1: doesn't know what the word means. And it's the most perfect delivery of a punchline. Oh my God. And I imagine if she had done anything else, if she'd stayed in school or whatever, I just, there's no telling what she could have accomplished academically or professionally in a different field. I don't know. I just, I think she is so, so naturally quick. But I think what you're also feeling is that you are. An extremely nice, extremely likable person. (laughs) I think for you, seeing someone who is that charismatic brings everyone to their knees the way that she did. And also the sheer saturation that was the Jennifer Lawrence effect during this point in time. She was inescapable. I think we forget that because she has disappeared from public view for so many years
0: now. She was cast in everything. I just remember like her red carpet looks were talked about. Yeah, I came into this with a fighting spirit in me. And then I realized that it was, it was the toxicity of a child version of myself. No. And that, I think that's totally justified. In 2014, we're back. We're back in that era.
1: 2014. How old were you?
0: I was 19, 17, 17. 17. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: You're in the thick of it. And I mean, Sam Kashner is also in the thick of it with this. He describes his success, like the wild popularity of the hunger games. He says that she has indeed arrived as like a newly discovered comet improvidently throwing out heat and light. It's so true. Can I say something kind of mean? Oh, my God. I thought this was kind of subpar writing. <laughs> he says comet twice. I think he could have found another oh, way to say it. He was like, he starts off with like, it's like waiting for a comet to come hurtling into view. And then he says she has indeed arrived like a newly discovered comet. I don't know. I feel like oh, something else. I, I see
0: what you're saying. Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah
1: I was yeah, like, yeah. we could have like dug a little bit deeper there. Yeah. But, it, you know, it is what it is. Hmm. He writes, Jennifer, whom her friends call Jen, was wearing a blue cotton top and a very short skirt she kept tugging at, saying, I should have worn pants. As Raymond Chandler might have said, she has a face like a Sunday picnic.
0: Ah, I did love that. (laughs) That I agree with. That's fun. That's
1: great. And she does. She has this wide open expression. She has such an interesting face. I agree. It's almost alien. Do you feel
0: that? No, and I think that that is so often there's something in it that you like want to keep looking yeah that was
1: because it is all-american beauty but it's not all-american hotness in that way it's not a
0: kate upton no it's not like oh something my, god, where, my
1: obsession with kate upton really? i had oh my god it was the really? first time i'd seen big boobs on a model i was absolutely like, like oh my god <laughs> obsessed enamored and i interviewed her and i was like scheming and plotting like how do i become friends with this woman oh obsessed god. and she was also the other key target of the feppening Oh. I'm going to keep
0: saying it. I can't believe. Every time you say it, something inside my stomach goes, The happening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit those in on loop, put some wild effects on them. <laughs> <laughs> no, and there really is that personality to back. There's a personality there that is palpable.
1: Yes. This is a woman who could kind of do anything. And for me, it almost feels like, and maybe I should kind of hold judgment to the end, but almost wasted on acting and I think that's what I was getting at earlier where mm-hmm. I was like this girl has so much to say societally she has such an interesting POV I think she could be an incredible talk show host like I think she could do she could still do that I mean look at Drew
0: look at Drew Barrymore look at
1: Drew how <laughs> do you feel about Drew like holding people's hands and crying I love seven. it do you I love it
0: oh my god I think I, would I love be it like oh this is all
1: too much for me so too much true. I
0: think it's because I've really softened in my old age where now yeah. I cry all the time and like absolutely everything makes me cry. And so I really get it. I moved multiple times a day. I don't know if you feel that way. I am like full body chills, moved like on my knees, like crying to the heavens. I think for me that happens one week out of the month. <laughs> yeah, I understand. And that all tracks for us. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> But Jennifer
1: Lawrence is famously Jennifer Lawrence in this profile and says to Sam, I must be nervous. Look at the sweat under my arms and then holds up a long, slender arm to reveal an impressive circle of perspiration on her shirt. It's the kind of thing a guy might do, Sam writes. But Jennifer did grow up with two older brothers, Ben and Blaine. She says, I'm the baby and the only girl born into my family in 50 years and the only girl born since. My brother just had two boys. My other brother's wife is pregnant. I said to my brother, dude, get ready. You're going to have a boy. Lawrence's only make boys. I was a goddamn miracle. Wow. After coming at him a little bit harshly before, this was a great transition. Her appeal to men of all ages doesn't need explaining. But she also appeals mightily to young women because she's unpretentious and spontaneous and seems genuinely amazed at her celebrity status. She's one of us, a movie and celebrity fan. She described being awed when she spied Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt two feet away from her table at a Hollywood event. They should be king and queen of America, she told Jimmy Kimmel. I would pay taxes to them. And that's kind of a Jennifer Lawrence-ism...
0: That You're gonna kind of
1: keep seeing pop it's up. It's
0: true. She's so ready with the quick comments. I know. And she is also very clearly a pop culture person. She talks in this profile about how she loves reality TV, obsessed which, with reality television. Obsessed with reality. She like, she name drops Shark Tank, dance moms, and housewives. Um, Hoarders even. Yeah. <laughs> so like, she's in. And I will say, to her credit, this is something that she still is totally obsessed with. Like, she was interviewed yesterday about the all on Vanderpump Rules. And she was like, stop, I'm sick to my stomach. I can't even go there. Yeah. She's like, I'm fully caught up. I cannot believe this happened to my family. Like, this is not a fake interest, you know, when celebrities, yeah. you know, when they like to be relatable, to be relatable. Yeah. It's not a little crumb to the people. She is on the ground with the people. Celebrity up until this point, And obviously she's
1: coming of age with social media. Her fame is happening at the exact same time. We're embracing this new era of sharing, right? And oversharing. And she is such an oversharer. Whereas obviously the celebrities we've seen in the past are those glossy legged girls who show up at the talk show Or, you know, pull up to the paparazzi, everything is staged, everything is planned. They have the pageant girl type answers to every question. Yes, Yes. He makes a through line here in terms of how much TV she watches and the fact that she cannot now go outside. She's so fucking famous. Yeah. And she brings up that everyone's like, you should be prepared for this. You signed up for this. Like, this is what comes with it. And she's like, look, I have to do my job. I love my job. Everybody can be like, you knew what you were signing up for, but you don't. You expect paparazzi to be annoying. You don't expect them
0: to be terrifying, Mm -hmm. which is a great distinction that we don't hear that often. I agree that actually really I mean, she's also coming off of this like horrible breach of privacy. That is a really succinct way to put it for sure. And then
1: this is the perfect way in for him to talk about said breach of privacy so, two weeks after they met at this hotel is when the nudes leaked. Which can you imagine having a profile queued up mm-hmm. and then something like this happens that they have no choice but to address with you? I hate to say it, but it is a journalist's like wet dream, no pun intended.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, oh sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: It's head my head. head, with hits mic. The, mic. head uh, hits the mic. To have a handle on this first. So, Celebrities Kate Upton, Kirsten Dunst, Mary Elizabeth Winstead also fell victim to the hacking. The FBI at this point are investigating. They ended up, I think, finding the guy. But Jen says, I was just so afraid. I didn't know how this would affect my career. And her kind of initial instinct was to put out a public statement and then she was like, but everything I tried to write made me cry or get angry. I started to write an apology, but I don't actually have anything to be sorry for. Fabulous. Fabulous. So true. She was like, I was in a loving, healthy, great relationship for four years. It was long distance. And either your boyfriend is going to look at porn or he's going to look at you. And then she kind of tells of her shock. She was like, I can't even describe to you what it feels like to have my naked body shoot across the world like a newsflash against my will. It just makes me feel like a piece of meat that's being passed around for profit. And what she's referring to specifically is the fact that Perez Hilton immediately posted the photos to his website and she was just like, okay, what? Like you are, absolutely pimping my pain. Yeah. Well, actually and like, pimping also, my, my body. Crime.
0: Like yeah. you are. It's a sex crime. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And she was like, just because I'm a public figure, just because I'm an actress does not mean that I asked for this. It does not mean that this comes with the territory. It's my body. It should be my choice. And the fact that it's not my choice, it's absolutely disgusting. I can't believe that we even live in this kind of world. People forget we're human.
0: All fair. Do you have nerds in the vault?" Yeah, in the vault. <laughs> password protected, of course. <laughs> password protected? Yeah. How do you do that? Oh, you can In the do, camera roll? Um, It's like a you can do a folder on your iPhone that is in the camera roll. Yeah, where it's a private folder that's password protected that you like have to know how to get to, to access.
1: Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. I have to admit, I haven't taken the nude in a, in a minute. Oh, yeah, me neither. Long while. No, for me, it was... I wonder if this was the case for you as well. It was a long-distance relationship.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were yeah. long-distance for like a year and a half. But I remember being
1: really proud of some... Very, like, artistic... Oh, yeah. Like, output. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, look at me. I'm absolutely... I think like- I sent this to my friends. <laughs> yeah. So they can see. <laughs> yes, yes. And there was one in particular that I remember taking it at, like, a hotel on a press trip and sending to Chris. And it was, like... Like, I was, like, backlit. So you kind of couldn't see much. Like, you could just kind of see this cool, like, oh, feminine my god. silhouette. I was so proud of it. Also, it wasn't too explicit. Like, I was like, if this ever got out, I would be... I incre- would put my stamp on it and say, this is great Yeah, stuff. you're like, I'm proud of this. <laughs> great content Oh my god. Yeah, and then when I saw him in person, I was on his phone on the camera roll and stumbled across it, and it looked completely different. And I was no. like, and it was so, no, it was so graphic, it was so explicit, oh. you could see everything, and I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, he played with the um, brightness no. and saturation. No. And it you just And He was like, yeah, I couldn't see anything. So I went, brightness, like shadows down. Like, would and you I was like would you paint over a Picasso? I was like, sir, you're a structural engineer. Like the fact that you creatively workshopped this photo. This is so shocking. Oh my god. I wanna
0: see it. I but-
1: I'll show you the original. I don't have his version, Taylor's version.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah. i have the original i don't have his um Fuck. wait should i just show you
0: for this yeah lot? wait i want to okay. show you one of mine okay um, show me food. it's actually not a nude it's just a photo that i took in a dressing room okay um but i was kind of like speaking of bodies i was like wait do i look really good here yeah i, show th- me. I stumbled across it the other day and i was like wait i feel proud of this okay here we go we're exchanging bear with us everyone okay you found it that this is my yeah because in my
1: hidden album oh smart
0: oh yeah that's so fun yeah yeah and look at the outline yeah oh my god yeah and then he
1: just turned on
0: he turned on the brightness yeah unbelievable
1: oh i asked him for one back because i was like tit for tat like this is not just going one way yeah and he was like oh i've never like sent one before like you know i'm like nervous and i was like you know like let's <laughs> dimitri Chaos, chiming in yeah. like let me see yeah i want to see <laughs> and he sent me one and it was like <laughs> kneecaps up mirror pick, nude with like a smiley face emoji over the crown jewels oh. and i was like this is not i was like this is a gym progress pick. <laughs> this is not a nude it's you like holding your phone out no there's thighs up and then an emoji over like what constitutes it being a nude yeah you're like what is this i was like, what, what do i even this? do
0: with this <laughs> oh my god oh i found it okay show me in. okay oh yeah no this is great isn't that a flattering photo you also look very like fit i like, know it kind
1: of looks like wait is this from the other day no 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 no, no, no this okay. is from
0: like a couple weeks ago no it
1: could literally be like a like a fitness pic
0: could it re- I, w- yeah. I also was like, wait, I look like a gym girl. No, you look great. Thank you so much for saying that.
1: The shoulders are popping. You have great arms.
0: Thank you. Mm. Thank you. You know that's
1: my biggest insecurity. Really? So that's huge Why? coming from you, me.
0: You have beautiful arms. It's <laughs> your thing. I never thought
1: about my arms. Oh, I a, a girl put it in my head very young. This is when I had like Bitch. way bigger boobs. She had huge boobs and was like, Do you wear sleeveless tops? Like oh. people with big boobs, like shouldn't really wear sleeveless tops because of like arms. And I was like oh, I'd never even thought about my arms. Oh my and then God. that spurred on a lifelong relationship
0: with my arms. We're really unfurling our souls on this on this part. Well, speaking, did you know that um, people criticized Jennifer Lawrence's casting in Hunger Games because they were like, Katniss is supposed to be emaciated. I you know that, right? She's not supposed and to be strong. And they were like, she's big, like way too big for this part. I know. And everyone was like, she's miscast. And Jennifer Lawrence openly was like, this is an idol for so many young girls. I'm not going to be emaciated in this role Mm -hmm. she talks about here the fact that
1: you know her her brothers didn't think that should be she should be cast in the hunger games like they were like we read it and you weren't who we didn't come to mind (laughs) she talks about her family quite openly and the fact that she had to make this phone call to her dad and tell him about the nerds and she said, "I don't care how much money I get for the Hunger Games. I promise you, anybody given the choice of that kind of money or having to make a phone call to tell your dad that something like that has happened is not worth it." And then she says, "Fortunately, he was playing golf, so he was in a good mood." <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's so interesting about this profile? I just want to jump out of it for a second. Yeah. it's so little contextualizing. Like this is no Dan Adler, the weekend, like beautiful nonfiction prose. He really is just paragraph blocking her quotes it's like yeah. one one para after the other of just jennifer lawrence talking and this is why. Oh like, god yeah you're right yeah and this is why i think like she needs to be heard and <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like a big let her speak uh she gives a huge diatribe about how it's not a scandal it's a sex crime it's a sexual violation the law needs to be changed we need to change and she's like we should hold the websites that published it responsible. She was like, the fact that someone can be sexually exploited and violated. And the first thought that crosses somebody's mind is to make a profit from it is so beyond me. I just can't imagine being that detached from humanity. I can't imagine being that thoughtless and careless and so empty inside. And she was and then he writes, nor can she forgive the people who were so eager to view the photos. She was like, anyone who, this was the, this was the pullout quote. This is the quote that echoed around the world when this profile was published. Anybody who looked at those pictures, you're perpetuating a sexual offense. You should cower with shame.
0: I agree. And I think it's incredible for her at 24 to be this firm about it and not really care like how that might sound to the outside world. I don't um, begrudge the like children who looked at the photos, you know, like people in high school, people who like didn't know better. I think, like, it must have been so violating to think of, like, friends of hers looking yeah. at the photos. You know, post Me Too, there was Pre a, Me Too. Yeah, this is Pre, pre Me, Too, Me Too. And now I think in a place post Me Too, I, yeah, I should have been more clear about that. Um, now, in a place that's like post Me Too, we, I just think as a society, have a greater awareness of when we are crossing personal boundaries yeah, I also, or what we're entitled to see.
1: I think there's also an element here of being relatively new to like the iPhone and being kind of unaware at this point in time of when you do take a photo, you almost have to be prepared for or a video or whatever it may be. You kind of have to be prepared for it to live on somewhere. I think I don't know. I don't know. No,
0: I agree. I also think that that is sort of new. In that That's like new. I think that there are going to be in the years to come presidents elected where their nudes are on the internet.
1: Anthony Weiner?
0: Yeah. I mean, there we go. <laughs> it's already started. <laughs> because the the fact of the matter is is like the generations Gen Z growing up right now, nudes are part of the course like yeah. corresponding via photos on texts, on Snapchat, on all of those things is so normal that you would be hard-pressed to find someone, I think, in this day and age who's coming of age... Tell me about it. ...that has not at some point taken nudes. But I think that when this happened, there were still adults at the time that would judge someone for having for sure. a nude
1: but that's what I'm talking about it's it's the camera phones being new. Yeah. like it really it really really is and yes. like the same with Vanessa Hudgens I mean that was digital camera era mm-hmm. and like these have just been evolving through time as literally cameras have become more accessible yeah. to us I mean nudes used to be Polaroids taken in physical form and put in an
0: envelope and like sealed away yeah given to your husband on the, on the day of your wedding yes. like a little boudoir shoot was like a <laughs> thing that was like a real part of history
1: <laughs> exactly exactly Exactly. and so I think that's interesting to me also the fact that she's come out with now this like R rated sex romp comedy and she is fully naked like fully fully naked and it is completely desexualized
0: that's so fun because that's also very different from the Margarabi full nude scene in Wall Street where where it's like with the shared tights and the posing against the wall and the the daddy of it all
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) no exactly um she kind of comes for the entertainment tabloid community a little bit. And she's like, you know, you can do something good. You can be good. i.e., not a tabloid journalist or paparazzo, which I'm kind of like, okay, babe, like, I don't know if they're <laughs> like giving up their day job to be yeah, good. <laughs> I know, um, But God bless. Like she still finds humor in the situation. Mm-hmm. Sam writes and says, you know, it could have been worse. At least I'm not a hermaphrodite. <laughs> I could have been outed Jennifer Lawrence, hermaphrodite, and there's your silver lining. Mm. Which has got to be the number one quote that dates the piece the most.
0: Really? Oh, oh. I misheard what you said. That absolutely does date the piece. Yes, I thought that you were saying like, and that's the quote that like sums up this whole piece. Like, <laughs> and just like that's the thesis. And I was like, wait,
1: the nonchalance with which you responded. Oh, really?
0: Really? <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel that way,
1: <laughs> Hemaphrodite? That's ah, your takeaway. Okay. Ah, hot take. Hot take. Yeah. But this whole thing basically comes back to the same theme of being really famous. She's like, I will walk into an elevator, and people look at me differently. They talk to me differently. And they don't see you like a person. And that is super lonely. It's like an icy feeling. She says specifically, I really sat with that line and thought about it and was like, Oh my God, I can't imagine walking into a CVS and there are, you know, people stealing glances and surreptitiously trying to take photos and it just, yeah. And this is interesting because I've never seen this before in a profile. He adds like, subheadings, almost like titles of chapters. Oh, yeah, which I, I really like. Have you seen it before? Um, <laughs> I don't know
0: if I have in a
1: profile. It almost feels to me a little bit like a cop-out for like transitioning something properly and yeah that's
0: that so alluring to you instead <laughs> to just be like and now woody harrelson like
1: <laughs> exactly this whole next we'll we'll use the word chapter yeah is dedicated entirely to woody harrelson and his thoughts on jennifer lawrence he's her co-star in the hunger games yeah and uh it's titled knock on woody <laughs> which okay
0: fun okay.
1: <laughs> super fun so Woody calls Jen one of his favorite people on the planet. He explains that when he first met her she wasn't that famous and he's watched her grow into like the biggest female star in the world and explains that it's kind of staggering that she has able to be that she's been able to be this successful and still retain a sense of decency and the spirit he says quote she never got fucked up which (laughs) (laughs) go off would he uh the first time they met actually she she toured his bus where he like lives environmentally responsibly the mothership (laughs) he calls it and he had some sort of like yoga swing in there and she enters the bus and she's like hey, I'm Jen Lawrence, like, just wanted to say. And then she's like, wait, is that a sex swing? And he just can't believe that someone would be, like, someone so young would be this, like, confident and
0: forthcoming
1: and joke with a literal stranger.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what I was trying to get at with the spontaneity and not being able to, like, know what's coming next. I think that when you're with people like that where you can't predict what angle they're going to take or what they're going to do or, like, what kind of joke they're going to crack. It's riveting to have conversation with them.
1: No, he says she's very forthcoming. It's almost shocking how much she'll say. Her poor publicist must be like, I'm sending this woman out there to
0: the dogs. Like, who knows? Well, there was that really great interview she did with Kim Kardashian where she (gasps) actually asks her all these questions that I feel like journalists would be too afraid to and has an uncensored talk about her drunken night with chris jenner where she like got wasted yeah. with chris chris seems like the best hang i agree
1: like, that is the most
0: fun you can have y- you know how sam was talking at
1: length about scott disick yeah i think chris might be my <gasps> pie in the sky
0: profile oh 6 000 meaty words on chris jenner we i'm still thinking about mine i thought about it yeah i was and? listening back to the ep- i i don't know you don't know i yet. don't have that per- but chris is so good chris would
1: be so interesting but anyway know. so they yeah they had a friendship and jennifer i think what did she host for jimmy kimmel and she had kim k on and yeah. she asked her <laughs> do you remember that question she was like do you think it's a coincidence that reggie bush's new wife looks exactly like you i don't oh like my god just i like, know she comes
0: for the throat she asked at one point like who lost their virginity first yeah
1: at this point, we're introduced to the Danish film director, Susan Bayer, who directed Jennifer in Serena, uh, which again is out the following year, 2015. She says you can compare like the starlet effect to young royals who are groomed to be in that position. But with Jennifer, it's only been two years and she's become one of the biggest stars in the world right now.
0: Two years? Two years. No. What year did the first Hunger Games come out? Like quite early. I 2012.
1: Say. 2012. Okay. Mm. No, that makes sense. Oh my God. I did go to From it on a date. Bone. From Winter's Bone
0: to Hunger Games in mm-hmm. two years. Incredible. You went to what?
1: I think I've said, I think again I've said this, but we, I went to it on a, on a date with a, with a boy.
0: The only movie date I've been on, I saw The Rocker, which is a terrible movie with Vince Vaughn, and my <laughs> dad and sisters and his mom and his grandmother sat three rows behind us. Oh my God. We were in middle school. Um, but every the like entire family came, both sides. But also, that's not true. You and I went on a double date
1: to that's very true. The to new see classic, Air, to see Air mm-hmm. directed by Ben Affleck, starring Matt Damon, our favorite Boston Boys. And when we emerged from
0: the theater, what did Stephen say? I can't remember. They
1: made an entire movie
0: about a marketing
1: strategy. Yeah, about a
0: meeting. Yeah, I know. Okay, here's my story, run I went to go see a movie with a friend, and I was sitting down, and I was listening to men speak, something I never do, and they, uh, this guy walks past, and someone goes, oh, hey, like, come meet my friend. No. He wrote air. <gasps> and I went, oh, my God, <laughs> who is that? And you I chase didn't him down? know. No, I didn't No, I also, like, I didn't even look up. Frankly, but I was I was interested to hear that. And then men, they just proceeded to have the weirdest conversation. What was said? It it's not even about what was said. It was like the energy brought the guy who wrote Air Left. And then one of the guys was like, "Why don't you sit down?" And the guy was like, "No, thanks. I'm good." (gasps) And it was clear that they were bantering, but it was really combative. Yes. And then it was like, "How was your work day?" And they were like, "Sucked." How was yours? Yes. And I was like this is stressing me out. I can't, I can't imagine that this is, this is not what it sounds like when I meet up with my I friends. I know.
1: That used to be my default humor was absolutely it was just like ripping back and forth, like just going for the jugular. And as I've made clear from previous anecdotes that I've shared, I cannot take it and as such I do not feel qualified to give it. Yeah, I completely understand.
0: Yeah. I just think that no one should be mean to anyone. You. That's what I think. You are tinky winky, let's be real.
1: <laughs> like, I think sometimes cutting people down to Size can be good, and I'm willing to be the butt of the joke if
0: it's a if it's a, a connection point between friends. I oh love no, I'm willing to, do to be it. the butt of the joke. There's a very specific brand of humor. It's the negging. Have we talked about negging? <sighs> Have we talked about or was that yet? just in real life that we? I talked think about it nagging. might have been in <laughs> real life. I'm, I'm actually it was in real life. It was in
1: real life. We talked about negging and the fact that it drives you crazy and starts to actually simulate those responses. Yeah. Of
0: ne- I think there's negging in a romantic way where a man will be like, "Oh, like you're not that well read, are you?" And yeah. it's like, ah, ha, ha. And then you panic and feel wild and giggle insanely, but. Then there's also, I do think that there is like a brand of negging that is friendship negging where you're kind of like always weirdly putting your friends down, but it's a joke and it can be really funny. Yes. But I think that when that's like a whole brand of humor or like a a frequent tendency.
1: Yeah, it is shocking because you don't really come across it outside of like high school, like university close quarters. Yes. High school, that's all it is. But I know a guy who's kind of like a infamous Lothario among a friend group of mine and does so, so, so well with women. And he always negs me in a way that I'm just kind of like, I think that you just can't distinguish me from like a, a target. Totally. And he's, it's like,
0: this is a habit now.
1: Yes. And he'll say things to me like, I, I definitely did tell you this. Like he was like, so you don't do Pilates and you don't surf. What do you do?
0: Oh. Stuff like that. <laughs> I, and you're like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's go dancing. Let's go to the club, like on a group chat. And he replied Beatrice is the type of girl who would leave us for a drink in the VIP section. <gasps> Can never he
0: can't turn it off. Oh my god! So me, it, me and that man in a room alone. I don't know what would happen because this he would try and neg and you would no. combat it with niceness. I know. No, I, this has happened to me before, and it. Makes for a super weird interaction. I'm not going to play your game. You like, are the fire blanket. Yeah, I really. And then they're just left their with light. nothing. They're just left with their actual personality, which is usually bland, boring and dumb. Oh, my God. That's the harshest thing you've ever said on the bar. <laughs>
1: no, that's so true. The nagging thing is interesting. She has a nagging personality. Like she's she is, to your point, one of the boys. And that I think, yeah, that's at odds. odds. That's at odds with you. It's
0: at odds with me. That's what it is. And you don't have to oil and water. Yes, oil and water. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: that's totally fine. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And speaking of self-deprecation, I mean, she really describes herself as a klutz. She also, and I feel like this is a good point to bring it up, auditioned for lots of famous roles. At this point in time or when she was on the come up, including Serena Vanderwoodson from Gossip Girl.
0: Can you imagine how different it would have it been? It just would not have worked. No, I mean, it would have just been a comedy. No. <laughs> Which, like, there was no such thing. No, like, there CW was no comedic, no CW, but comedic it was, value. Yeah, comedic value. <laughs> <wow> you. <laughs> no, no, it didn't what? work. What? CW? No, no. No. I tried to come up with a W word really fast, but I don't know. Do you have one now? Comedic wit. And that's why you make the money <laughs> the, the in this ball. relationship. <laughs> then also Twilight, she auditioned for. I know. Which also would have been another comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> also, I feel like the klutz, how have we not brought up her trip on the Oscar steps? Well, this is this was what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. She goes straight
1: into the trip and says, one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life and it did feel that was when it got to a point where you're like okay is this contrived because this is getting like comically can i watch it of course i'm gonna watch it go on
0: go on i want to see her fall i because i i thought it wasn't bad i thought it was just a little trip oh oh no well oh yeah (laughs) it's not that bad it's a stumble. It's a stumble. She did not fall. It's incredibly
1: graceful as well the way that she. Yeah,
0: she just kind of catches herself and then she's fine. Yeah, have I you th- fallen recently? Um, I think we've I've asked you this before. <laughs> I don't know if I have
1: done a. F- oh I'm my sorry. god! <laughs> I'm sorry. You are so I'm unprofessional. I know. She says she was humiliated, which is interesting because I feel like. It did actually read quite contrived. It read like, I'm so one of you, I would even trip getting an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for that reason, she brought it up in this profile, to be honest with you. She also forgot to thank, while she was on the stage, the director of Silver Lenny's Playbook, which she won the Oscar for, mm-hmm. David O'Russell, Russell, who is famously a mean, mean guy. Like yeah. a meanie, meanie on set. Mm-hmm. So that kind of doesn't surprise me. It feels like a, some sort of Freudian yeah. slip. And the other person she forgot to thank... Harvey Harvey, Harvey, Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein yeah he's very famous for coming for anyone that doesn't thank him like he he credits himself for a lot of young actresses careers and so that was a mandate in Hollywood to thank Harvey Weinstein she omitted both from her speech and blamed it on the shock of her fall but also the fact that she was probably fucked up on birth control she <laughs> says this is a good direct quote It was probably because I was fucked up on my birth control pills and was just hormonally out of control that night. I mean, I've been there. I don't know if I've blamed birth control for any... I mean, you're not drunk on birth
0: control. (laughs) No, no. I I guess I, I have been hormonally.
1: Oh, hormonally out of control. control, Hormonally
0: out of control. For sure. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And we're entering in this moment, her very like down to earth era. She describes like the gluten-free moment that was 2014 as the new cool girl eating disorder of like, I don't eat carbs, which I
0: I really related to. I remember how hard gluten-free hit and my God. Carbs were really painted as like the root of all evil for a while. Yes. Where it's like, if you eat bread
1: you're done disgusting you're done. yeah i watched a recent episode of selling sunset where they offered a bread basket these were the two things said i only drink my calories oh and, my then, <laughs> and then someone offered Davina, who's like the kind of yeah. more unfortunate cast member and she the look on her face was like you held out like the the box from seven with gwyneth paltrow's head inside like she was like ah! oh my god when passed the bread basket i was like Oh my God. Women need energy and energy is carbs. And let's just chill out. Let's chill out. Jennifer is anti-vegan, anti-gluten free, having just eaten a breakfast of spaghetti and meatballs before the interview. This is our trigger.
0: (laughs) It really is. It really is. We come back time and time again to Hot Girl Eats pizza. And again, it's tired. I can't believe how much it comes up. Why is it so fascinating? Yeah. Yeah that an actress has eaten a plate of pasta in her life.
1: It's the outrageousness of pasta for breakfast. Like, it's like, come on, that's so far. If you were like, oh, I had a breakfast pizza, I had like a bagel with what... I don't know. It's just so, so removed from a breakfast food that it just feels... At, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, there was a time in the pandemic where I was eating pasta for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Three different kinds of pasta. There was a time in the pandemic where Chris and I drank a bottle of wine a night. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. No, of course. We just split, split a bottle of wine. Every night for a while. Yeah. Isn't It there- It was actually uh, like, like bananas. No, yeah. I'm like, wait. We signed up for a wine subscription service in the pandemic so did we yeah i found a hack to get 12 bottles of wine for like 20 dollars. oh my god you texted me about this by like re-signing like, up again yeah, yeah. like
1: this is what you're gonna do yeah it was amazing you had we, so much wine We had so much wine we could always we always could pull
0: one out if we were going to meet someone oh, or going yeah. to someone's house we just like had a bottle of wine on on tap i mean this- you gave me one of the best bottles of wine i've ever had oh yeah yeah it was so tasty Um, Okay, so no gluten, no no veganism. No, no, no. no. Yes, gluten, no vegan. No,
1: yes, loves gluten. Loves gluten. Unhappy with vegans. Yeah. They work Philip Seymour Hoffman into the conversation. Mm -hmm. He'd obviously co-starred with Jennifer Lawrence on Hunger Games, and she just does not want to go there. But she does have some strong opinions, Sam says, on the subject of death. She says, when somebody that you love dies, it's the most horrific, awful, gut-wrenching feeling that lasts forever. And for somebody to say they're not afraid of death makes me want to punch them in the fucking face because when you're touched by death, you realize how powerful it is and how much it would be respected for an awful, scary, terrible thing. I think there's such a thing to not be afraid of death itself, but to be afraid of the impact of it. On the people you leave behind.
0: I mean, I think that death is harder on the living than it is on the dying. Absolutely. Yeah. Like,
1: I don't know what she's saying here. Yeah.
0: It feels like, I mean, just really meditating on the gravity of losing someone forever and understanding that, like, it's nothing to make light of.
1: (laughs) Now that we've got that out of the way, we're We're on to the next chapter. He titles the new chapter, Couch Potatoes Apply Here. And this is when we get into Nicholas Holt. So, do you remember the Nicholas Holt Jennifer Lawrence relationship? I do. Vividly. Hot. Yeah, yeah that's an unproblematic man and he's continued to work so they started together in x-men and we're on and off again for four years i guess that's who she's referring to when she says the long distance relationship mm-hmm. okay to bring it full circle and i forgot i forgot about this paragraph this monologue she goes on when we started talking about oh my our relationship oh my god oh my god oh my god i don't know if this was subliminally this, yeah. yes i don't know if this was subliminally in my mind but She says that she's looking for something cozy. She says that she had a very passionate relationship with Nicholas Holt and now she wants to be boring. She goes, isn't boring so much better than passion? I would so much rather be bored than excited. I would just rather have somebody that has the same taste in reality TV and, you know, isn't afraid to fart in front of me than have a big, passionate love. I'd rather just have a peaceful time. Those relationships are deeper because you can be your true self with somebody and someone can be their true self with you. Also, I don't like fighting. I find argumentative people, the most annoying people on the planet, like, why do you still want to be fighting? It's just unattractive. We should both just move on and watch TV. I mean, I mean, I think I've never related to anything more. (laughs) This is true because I think I've had both relationships and I much prefer the latter.
0: I feel like the latter also is like one that's rooted in friendship, which is like such a source of peace. It is. As the base layer versus i don't know what a base layer is when you have like a really intense sex like oh, sex yeah. like chemistry yeah, I guess. yeah
1: especially i think when you're in a long distance relationship it's so easy to put both the person and the relationship on a pedestal
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just become obsessed with the concept of seeing them next and when you do see them next it's so like hot and heavy and fun and exciting
0: it's also like your vacation self all the time yes instead of like your actual self it makes so much sense that she would say this after Being with someone that, like, they're both jet-setting around the world. Her whole point is is that you never can't be on. Like, you have to
1: remind them why they're undergoing, like, the horror of a cross-Atlantic relationship. But, like, it's interesting because Sam Kashner goes right into the fact off the back of this that she's currently seeing Chris Martin, who is not boring or basic. Mm -hmm. And is, in fact, four months off a split with Gwyneth Paltrow. Four. Four months. He alleges that people in Chris Martin's camp are calling Jennifer Lawrence the (laughs) anti-Gwyneth because she's way more down to earth than the obsessively perfect Paltrow who comes from a privileged New York City background. Jennifer grew up scrappy riding horses without a saddle in Louisville, Kentucky. Isn't that funny?
0: I mean, it is wild. I mean, the the two couldn't be be more more different. More different. No. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein, a link between the both of them. Wow. Great catch god you're smart (laughs) chris martin
1: is 13 years jennifer senior which hello no hard feelings she is 13 years the senior oh my god of her co-starring character (sighs) i know so it all comes around yeah she says they share a love of music in common because she played the oboe in middle school and she goes have you ever heard joy inside my tears by stevie wonder i just found that one yeah, he was literally like, what are you listening to? Which yeah. is the most terrifying question asked on a date, asked in by a friend, asked by
0: an acquaintance. Every artist leaves the brain immediately. Yes. All you're left with is honestly lies.
1: In those moments, just say top 40. And the then radio. keep it moving.
0: Yeah. His FM. <laughs> the radio. Do you like his FM? if <laughs> to prove our point in the next paragraph.
1: She starts singing it. She starts singing the Stevie Wonder song that she references he describes her voice like a smoky barbecue ribs. <laughs> yeah. she, he writes, it's a good voice and it'll be around for a very long time. Jennifer Lawrence, a goddamn miracle. We're close. We're close. That's yeah. the end. That's not good.
0: I'm going to tell you now, I mean, that's not good. Okay, I think that it is It is incredibly chaotic to end on her singing a random Stevie Wonder song that has come up because he's asked her clearly what music she listens to and if it's Coldplay or what it might be because of a fling she's currently having. With, but
1: there's no through line.
0: No, no. There's
1: no through line from the nudes to the Woody Harrelson.
0: It ends with a splash. With a
1: splash. And then he references, obviously the goddamn miracle thing which is her being born into a house of boys Mm -hmm. i don't know if i'm not looking hard enough if i'm not like probing deep enough but it feels like there's no real connection there between the smoky ribs and the voice to like a goddamn miracle
0: no i think it's just kind of like look at this wild thing yeah i think that's kind of what we're left with is like oh my god she's just here singing in front of me being wild
1: the note i wrote was Okay, did I find this profile extraordinarily well-written?
0: No. Oh.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. But I then added, were the quotes great? Yes, they were. Yeah. But then I also added, I don't know if that's entirely special when it comes to a Jennifer Lawrence interview." Mm, because she does mm-hmm. give so much. Like she gives and gives and gives. This is not someone who is buttoned up and yeah, like media a trained. Yeah. No, like he, I don't think he got anything out of her necessarily that she wouldn't have given any journalist
0: mm-hmm. for this kind of story. So I feel like I learned a lot, but again, it's because of the quotes.
1: Yeah. What shines here is the talent. I think the quotes also stirred something in you. It's difficult to distinguish where the quotes start and where the Jennifer Lawrence like rabbit hole that you've been on begins. It's true. Because they are so one and the same. Like she gives so much in every single appearance. You yeah. Know?
0: I know. No, I feel like this has really set me in front of a mirror. Yeah. In an interesting way.
1: Maybe I like her now. I think I do like her. I think I am excited to have her back. Me
0: too. I hope she's in more things because I think she's a, I mean, as I said, a wildly talented actress. Yeah. And not, not doing the same things that everyone else is doing.
1: Yeah. And I think she got yeah. caught up in a cycle of taking herself so seriously.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And probably had a team that was like pushing her into the Oscar winning roles, like back after, and then the blockbusters, like the Passengers totally. with Chris Pratt, yep. The,
0: yep. the Red Sparrows. The next, like, five movies will be really interesting, I think.
1: I also don't want to discount the misogyny that's rampant in our society Uh and the fact that the nudes hack might have had something to do with her kind of downfall during this period.
0: Yeah, it was an ugly time. Yeah. It was an ugly time. Exactly. And
1: she was, she said explicitly, I was worried what this might do to my career. And you cannot not see a coincidence. The fact that she was the youngest person nominated for three Academy Awards. That's insane. At this point in 2014. And then in 2015, took a literal nosedive. And I wonder if you can attribute that to that oversaturation or... To the fact that, yeah, she was a woman being openly sexual. And society does not like that. No, no. Lady in the streets, freaking the sheets, as they say.
0: Lady in the streets, freaking freak the, the sheets. the sheets. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we yeah.
1: like. I got to admit, I love I love a sexy woman.
0: Me too. I know. Oh my God. I love a woman's body. I, you know, it's exciting to see. It is. And it's summer and we're about to see them. Yeah. We're about to see them all over. And thank God for that. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. (laughs) On the note of breasts. I know. This
1: has been an incredible journey with you. Thanks for coming
0: uh, along with me. Oh my God. My honor, my privilege.
1: We've got so much good stuff coming up, which I cannot wait to share. But I, we just had to chime in and do this little Jennifer Lawrence number because it feels all too relevant right now. I know
0: the news cycle it turns, and we turn with it, turning, <laughs> turning, turning. turning. Oh,
1: well, well, I love you so much. Love you too. A big <laughs> to all the listeners who recently reviewed, mostly at Hiss Oh my god! Thank, thank you so thank
0: you. much. Thank you so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Smoocherous. Galore, you're just the cutest and we just love we love you. Nom 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 (laughs) enough of that.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, bye. Bye.